This is CT Startup, your source for information on entrepreneurs, investors, and resources in the Connecticut startup ecosystem. From university campuses to industrial labs, from Stanford to Hartford, and from Danbury to Norwich, if it's happening out there in Connecticut, you'll find it in here. Now it's time to enter into a world of innovation, a world of human struggles, heartbreak, and achievement. And most of all, a world of wonder. Welcome to CT Startup. All right, welcome to CT Startup. This is Dave Bernard from Eartha Kalina. With me today is... Eric Francis from Trifecta Ecosystems. And we have a fantastic guest today. I'd like to introduce everyone to Kevin Bully from Nirac. He is the CEO and owner of Nirac, and that is the least interesting thing about him. <laughs> <laughs> I've... He, he's, 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 I've known him for years as a mentor and activist in the entrepreneur community, in the University of Connecticut uh, entrepreneur community, and uh, all-round helpful guy and good match to entrepreneurs throughout Connecticut. So, so Kevin, uh, welcome to the podcast. Dave, thank you very much for the invitation. I'm glad to be here. So why don't we, uh, everybody's going to be a little bit curious about NERAC, so why don't we give you, just get that out of the way and... Uh, Tell, tell them what your company does. So uh, NIRAC is a research and advisory services firm uh, providing guidance and insight to companies large and small in areas that support new product development, innovation, tech scouting. And for our companies, client companies in the medical device area, uh, we've got a fairly robust practice group in regulatory compliance. And that's NIRAC in a nutshell. Fantastic. And from there, that naturally, you know, you're a University of Connecticut graduate. I am a UConn alum. I, be, I believe blue. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're, you're natural. I mean, you're obviously already interested in technology. Uh, you, you told us that you worked it for NERAC for 18 years before you bought the company. Uh, and, and you've taken it into a, a new generation. And, you know, it just all aligns with your interest in entrepreneurship. So I am extraordinarily passionate about entrepreneurship. I are an entrepreneur. Grew up in a family uh, business and aspired to run a business for as long as I can remember. Uh, so the trajectory in the path with NIRAC uh, was one that opened up doors uh, because with my NIRAC career, I have the ability to look and peer into the future and see technologies that are emerging in any number of market areas. Uh, the proximity of NIRAC to the University of Connecticut, we're just a scant five and a half miles down the road on Route 195. The proximity allows me to look at NIRAC as an extended playground for exploring new technologies, interacting with students, uh, graduate students, undergraduate students, and members of the faculty who are on the cutting edge of some really, really interesting research. So it was simply a natural fit. That's fantastic. And, and uh, listeners of the podcast might remember uh, that we've had a number of episodes about the Innovation Quest program at UConn. Uh, last year, uh, we interviewed all the companies that were uh, graduating from the program. We've had uh, Rich Dino on the podcast. Um, and Kevin Bully uh, has been a mentor there from year one and an active member uh, at IQ. Why don't you tell us a little about your experience with IQ? So I was, I was recruited uh, for IQ by Rich Dino, uh, as I'm, I am sure you were <laughs> as well. Uh, in the early years, uh, the interactions with the students and the student teams were extraordinarily formative. Uh, helped to shape, uh, in fact, part of the role that I play within the community uh, as uh, a business incubator for early stage tech 
uh, startups. But I, I was fascinated uh, with the collaboration uh, and the ways in which uh, students from all parts of the university were encouraged to participate. As we know, creativity, innovation, and entrepreneurship are not the province of the business school, nor the exclusive province of the School of Engineering. Entrepreneurs, innovators, come from everywhere. And the IQ program, with its uh, mission of from idea to prototype to company, and the uh, guidance afforded to uh, student uh, entrepreneurs aspirationally is uh, a pathway for those students to find ways to express themselves, to develop new technologies, to, to launch companies that otherwise wouldn't have been made available. I, I only wish that such a program were available at UConn when I was a student there. <laughs> Right, you want you want to help it out as if that was around when you were there, right? I want to have the mentor that I wish I had when I was in school, and that certainly plays a part in it. Um, I'm a member of the advisory board for the School of Engineering. Uh, I'm a member of the advisory cabinet for the dean of the School of Business. I I am a sought after judge for any number of different um, student based competitive activities on campus, whether it's a startup UConn, hack UConn, whether it's a, the School of Nursing, uh, Innovation Shark Tank, the Graduate School uh, of Engineering uh, poster competition, any of those events uh, normally results in some contact with me and in an engagement around uh, uh, judging student ventures. And IQ has been a pinnacle of that activity because of the robust and deep nature of those engagements with the students. It's not merely a competition or a business plan um, episodic event. It is a continuum uh, across uh, what turns out to be uh, several months worth of highly, highly engaged uh, practice discussions about how do you move a venture from the mere concept stage or the ideation phase into something that is right a company that uh, has customers and delivers product and makes occasionally money. makes a little money. <laughs> yeah. If all goes well. Yeah. It takes a lot it takes a lot of things to go right uh, for that outcome to be achieved. Yeah. So it's been interesting. Um, you know, since I've been kind of in the ecosystem and everything, um, NIRAC has always been one of the, you know, words, oh, you, have you visited NIRAC yet? Have you have you visited uh, Accelerate yet? Have you, you know, talked to Kevin Booley yet kind of a thing. And so um, you're a business but Accelerate is an accelerator within a NERAC, or, or, or explain that a little bit. So, yeah, I have a full-time job. Okay. Right? I'm the CEO of a, of a research and advisory services firm. Um, but I'm as much about my hobbies as I am my day job. Okay. And it just so happens that entrepreneurship and supporting and encouraging, uh, creating a community of entrepreneurs is as important to me as my my day job and the day job that I have allows me to meddle in uh, these activities in a highly effective and very engaged way. So within the NIRAC building, which houses NIRAC, uh, there is an environment uh, that supports uh, what numbers now I think uh, nine or ten other startup entities. Uh, early stage technology ventures from one person operations to 30 person operations uh, built on the premise that uh, entrepreneurs like to be around other entrepreneurs and in an environment that is highly supportive and conducive of growing early stage companies. And I enjoy that environment myself. I describe NIRAC as a you know, 50 year old startup. 
Trying to re- you got to reinvent yourself every, every day. once in a while. <laughs> every day. You need to be concerned about you know, what competitive threats are out there and how you're going to uh, uh, deal with them, how you're going to bring uh, better services and better products into the marketplace. And these are precisely the kinds of questions that early stage uh, venture leaders, early stage entrepreneurs deal with on a day in, day out basis. Um, you know, our casual conversations and the meetups between various of the entrepreneurs in the hallway, at the water cooler, in the lunchroom turned into a forum, uh, a networking session, uh, probably some 12 or 15 years ago, that took on the name Accelerate, capital X, lowercase c-e-l-l, capital R, numeral eight, became an event. And what was once an event that took place quarterly, then morphed to once monthly, then has become a couple of times a month. And now, uh, thanks to a partnership with CT Next, this event is now uh, and can be found at and uh, in, in concert with the first year programs and uh, learning communities at UConn, hosted at the Peter J. Worth Tower, uh, the Next Gen Tower at uh, the UConn Stores campus. It's been um, an event that's taken place at the Graduate Business Learning Center in downtown Hartford with, in conjunction with the UConn School of Business. And it's right home. Uh, is truly the NIRAC facility in downtown metropolitan Tolland, where, <laughs> where we, we gather, you know, 18 or 20 folks around the conference room, uh, conference room table, and we hear a pitch from an early stage uh, entrepreneur. Or we look to accelerate uh, those entrepreneurs with an active business to a stage in a place that is one or two steps above where they are today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a community about entrepreneurs, for entrepreneurs, and by entrepreneurs. Uh, d- designed by us and for us to help one another mm-hmm. and that's that's really all all it's about so do you have like a formal program or is it more just hey you know you get a you get a, a group or an entrepreneur to come pitch you and then you're like okay these are the ways we can help you and let's go make it happen so the the program is really designed around uh, that particular entrepreneur or ventures need uh, they come to me uh, generally with a concept uh, we vet it out through a series of discussions. We look at where they're at and where they would like or need to be, the challenges or the problems that are most pressing at the present stage uh, of their, their growth and development plan. And we craft an ask. And the ask is delivered to a network uh, that I manage uh, in such a way that those individuals from within the network who are uh, compelled to attend the Accelerate session, do so on the basis and belief that their voice, if added to the other voices around the table, uh, will add value to and help and assist the presenting entrepreneur. So they self-select, thinking that their experiences, right, business experiences, entrepreneurial experiences, venture development experiences, can add measurably to the skill set and experience of the presenting entrepreneur. And it has worked remarkably well. Uh, very, very well for the individuals who are both participants receiving the benefit of the wisdom and guidance, but also for those of us who have participated in these as part of the Accelerate Network, we also learn and benefit not only from the presenting entrepreneur, but from the the others around the table whose comments then can trigger in our own minds, oh, wait, I want to get together with that guy. I want to get together with that early stage entrepreneur. Uh, I want to get together with this one over here to talk about their experiences and how it might add value to my business. Mm-hmm. 
I would add that we've uh, we've had the pleasure of having some accelerate companies uh, on the podcast. Oh, uh, look at that blowing up, huh? Silence that one's going to come on through. Busy entrepreneur. That's what B- happens. Busy you know? entrepreneur. It's always, <laughs> it's fun. At least it wasn't an Apple. Yeah. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. My, I guess I'm the only one. Get Apologies. Uh, no, I, I've got one too. I okay. just. <laughs> um, no, the, uh, I think of some of our previous guests, uh, Mark Smith from Macroscopic Solutions, uh, still housed in, in the NERAC facilities, if I remember right. That's, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, Mark was one of those um, uh, IQ ventures uh, that I helped to mentor when he was going through the program. Uh, he launched his business. Uh, his was a remarkable business uh, uh, right from the get-go because he was cash flow positive from day one, which which never happens. <laughs> no, no. A, a very specific niche where he's in, he knows it like the back of his yeah. hand. Like It's unbelievable. It really, it really is. Yeah. So he was in business for a couple of years uh, operating out of, uh, I'm, I'm not going to call it a garage or a basement, but you know he was based in a residence and trying to run a business. Um, you know, he approached me I think it was two or three years ago about uh, coming into the NERAC space, and I welcomed him with open arms. He's a great add to the community and is one of those individuals that pays it forward and gives back in ways that are just, you know, remarkable for a company of his size and for an individual uh, of his age. His, his experience goes well beyond his years. Mark's a great person to know, uh, and I sort of recommend that anybody go back and listen to that. Yeah, he was, I was, feel like he was in our first five episodes he as was, well. He was really yeah. on. Yeah. Um, another person was Michael Kakuza from yep. EnviroPower. Uh, we've had on here, and he spent a little time with you in NERAC, and it's continued to grow. Yeah, uh, Mike is another one of those individuals who's, um, whose venture uh, attracted my attention through his, his very first Accelerate presentation. Uh, and I'll, I'll admit, um, you know, under duress that I are not only an entrepreneur, but I are an angel investor. And I was one of those folks that looked at Mike's pitch and rough as it was, uh, there was something there. There was something there in both the individual and something there in the technology that he developed. Uh, Mike proved to be extraordinarily coachable, a very skilled and gifted engineer, mm-hmm. uh, but one who also recognized that he needed to fill gaps and uh, gain and cover the experiences needed yep. cross-disciplinary in his business in order for it to grow. And, you know, it's been a great, great partnership, uh, not only uh, watching him in some cases from afar, but working closely with him as a member of his team. Uh, I think back uh, to that first presentation, uh, and it, it uh, garnered the attention and interest of more folks than just myself, uh, but it was that that early presentation that brought him his first angel investment. It was a subsequent presentation that uh, prepared him for a pitch at CI for a pre-seed yep. investment award. Mm-hmm. It was a subsequent pitch uh, that prepared him to expand the company, take on additional uh, engineering talent, and source uh, a company CEO who, like Mike, is a gifted and talented individual just and extraordinarily complementary to the nature of that relationship. As I think back, um, you know, his is, again, one of those stories where the the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle just came together and aligned in such a way that it was just magical to watch. They did, but he was also a pretty tenacious entrepreneur. Like, he, he fights through it. He gets, I mean, it's... He is relentless. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> 
No, he has exactly the personality. Um, you know, I, I often talk to people and, and they say, you know, how do you identify a good entrepreneur? And and, and in the course of my job, and, and as with the two of you, you see, you know, tens, if, if not, you know, uh, hundreds of entrepreneurs over the course of a year. Uh, and, um, you, you know, you meet with a lot. And, but there's always a few who stand out as being very, very dedicated, as, being, as, as basically saying, we're going to give everything to this. And it's either going to succeed or fail, but it, it's not going down without a fight. Um, Mike Kukuz is one of those people. Absolutely. Uh, Matt Kremens from, uh, from Secor Water, Voda. Voda Water. another one. Yeah. Absolutely. Have you met uh, and had a discussion with Brittany Molkentine? I have. Yes. Brittany, what, what, what? She, she uh, came out of last year's Innovation Quest. Um, which, which business was that? I mean, I, I, we interviewed all of them. So, so, so Lactabib? Uh, Lactation Innovations. Yes. Uh, Lactabib was the product. And uh, Brittany is a BSN RN. She's, okay. she's a 2017 graduate of UConn School of Nursing who pitched uh, during an innovation event at the School of Nursing uh, with, a, with a concept to help uh, new mothers who are having difficulty yep. Uh, with um, uh, determining whether or not their newborn infant is getting enough nourishment. And there's no way to know, right? How do you know? You know, the baby can't tell you, mm -hmm. I've had enough. And mom can't tell, are you getting enough? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, right, it, it turns out to be one of those hugely anxiety-creating situations for a new mom. And Brittany, who is uh, working at um, uh, St. Francis, or you know, Connecticut Children's Medical Center, uh, early stint at St. Francis, then at CC, uh, CCM, uh, is in the neonatal unit and was witnessing, witnessing this ac activity on a daily basis and wanted to do something about it. You know, it, here's another perfect case where a nursing student initiates a collaboration with biomedical engineering students from the School of Engineering. And this is one of those situations where right, building a multidisciplinary team allows you to advance a concept from early stage idea to alpha prototype, testing, critical evaluation, and then make a determination. Hey, does this thing have legs? Is there, is there an opportunity in here? Will it work? Right. So if you haven't spoken to Brittany, <laughs> may I recommend strongly, highly recommend that you, know, you get her on the show because she is also another one of those individuals, extraordinarily ta talented, uh, extremely coachable, but tenacious in the same way that Mike Kakuza is tenacious. Nice, nice. We'll definitely have to reach out to her to uh, get her on. We're always looking for new, you know, the, those types of people. So there are there are no shortage, in my estimation, no shortage of really, really talented folks in the Connecticut ecosystem. Uh, and you need only just you know, bounce around a little bit and and enter into a few conversations, attend an event or two, in order to realize that you know there's a lot more going on here than mm -hmm. meets the eye. Yep. So actually, I wanted to kind of get into a little bit of that is because so again, going back to, you know, I was in the reset accelerator, you know, Spencer Curry, who actually pitched at NERAC the other day, one of my partners. Um, so again, NERAC has always been said or accelerate, hey, you got to go up there and talk to that to that group up there. What explain a little bit about how you see like how you're able to do more as a business or it coming out of a business versus say a nonprofit 
or kind of how yours doesn't necessarily have like a, you have to be there every Friday to do it. You know, you have to you know kind of the 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 actual accelerator programs that people uh, more or less kind of think of when they think about incubators or accelerators. Um, just tell a little bit about how again at some point you had to be like as a business we can almost do this a little bit better. You know, as as a network as you know not tied to necessarily state funding we can maybe do this better. So I'd love to get your 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 uh, you know your your perspective on that. I don't necessarily regard us as better. Um, and and I find that it isn't whether one is better than another. They're different, mm -hmm. and they serve a different purpose. And, uh, you know, I, I marvel at, uh, you know, what, what Kate has been able to accomplish with Reset and, in fact, you know, the tenacity with which she approached the B Corp legislation mm -hmm. and the great good and the great public works that she's done uh, for Connecticut and for the Connecticut entrepreneurial ecosystem are without peer. Um, and there's a place for early stage emerging ventures to go through a rigorous and a disciplined weeks-long program that forces the early stage venture and the early stage entrepreneur to pass certain curriculum and certain types of uh, uh, rigorous tests in order to amass the knowledge and build a network that will allow them to advance their startup. Uh, and those are, those are great programs, whether it's a reset program or whether it's um, a Techstars or Y Combinator. Pick, right there, there are more of them and more of them emerging every, every day, oh, yeah, yeah. right, to meet the demands of a growing entrepreneurial population interested in launching ventures. Having said that, uh, the area where, where we focus is more targeted and specific. Uh, we take a venture at any stage, whether it's at the ideation stage, whether it's at the stage where they're uh, uh, looking to explore their go-to-market strategy, uh, whether they've acquired their first customer and are looking at different models for scaling up, we address a very, very specific and very appropriate need for any venture at any stage in its development. So uh, Spencer was at Accelerate a couple of weeks ago looking at the challenges that he faces uh, in scaling the A-Farm. Yep. And it was an interesting discussion to look at what are the various ways in which that a farm concept or a farm cooperative yep. might be brought to market, and what are the various ways in which it could be funded yep. and monetized. And that was a robust, rich discussion. But it was very much different from right the pitch that Spencer gave two years earlier oh, yeah. at Accelerate, where we were merely talking about the concept. How do we get aquaponics into schools? How do we do this? How do we do that? Right? Precisely. Now, each of those Accelerate sessions was a rip-roaring success, if I, if I do say so myself. <laughs> but the we got some stuff out of it. Don't worry. <laughs> but the reality is that uh, like Mike Kakuza's three or four Accelerate presentations, like the two pitches yep. that Spencer had done, each Accelerate presentation lives in that specific moment. It is uh, purpose-driven and uh, very much designed to generate a targeted set of actionable results mm -hmm. that will allow that venture or that entrepreneur to move from where they are today, wherever today is, but from that place where they are today to the next milestone, the next level, mm -hmm. the next relationship,
whether it's related to funding, whether it's related to customer acquisition, it frankly doesn't much matter what it is as long as it is something that garners the attention and interest and uh, uh, generates the kind of beneficial input from the Accelerate network that I've seen occur over and over and over again. Which is interesting. I mean, if you went back, I mean, if you graduated from the Reset Accelerator yep. or Y Combinator, it is, it's not like you could go back and do it again. Right. No, it, no. It, it, it's not, you know, so th those things are very useful because they deal with very specific points that that, you know, young companies need. Right. Everything from from, uh, you know, customer research to to marketing to, you know, organization and formation, all, all that of those things. Um, but you don't really get to go back and check in. Um, you know, they may have a uh, like an alumni event here and there, but it's not the same thing. But Accelerate allows you to provide that uh, ongoing check-in, a, a, a reality check every now and then of, you know, this is what we're doing. Are we doing it right? Or this is where we think we want to go. Does that make sense? Um, <clears throat> I, uh, I remember attending an Accelerate session, uh, I won't name the company, but uh, it was a while ago where the, the, the owner of the company, uh, well-known well known to actually everybody on this podcast, um, had was discussing about ways to change the approach of the company, like whole new business lines for mm -hmm. the company. Um, and it was really like, he's thinking, I think I want to do this, but I really need to check it against somebody else. Some people really need to make sure it stands up. Right? Yeah. Does it pass the sniff yeah, test? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was fascinating. And I, and I think that, uh, you know, I, I absolutely see where that's very useful. Um, so, so Kevin, you, you, you provide um, th this wonderful uh, Accelerate program. You've also uh, taken in some companies into your space. Uh, you've recently expanded the Accelerate program to be on the UConn campus um, and, and to hold it more often uh, than ever before. So you're very involved with the ecosystem generally, um, the, uh, the UConn ecosystem. Where are the gaps? What, what are people still missing? Gosh, um, that's an interesting question. I, we have come so far and and done so much, uh, both individually and collectively, as a body of entrepreneurs in comparison to where we were 10 or 12 or 15 years ago. Uh, but even as far as we've come, uh, there's always room for improvement, always room for improvement. Uh, I still uh, find myself struggling uh, assisting early stage ventures with uh, uh, obtaining capital, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's um, helping them with friends and family rounds, whether it's uh, an angel round, uh, you know, introductions to AIF, uh, you know, the Yukon Innovation Fund, looking at various of the ways in which early stage ventures can cobble together enough capital uh, to properly assess the venture's uh, efficacy, looking at proof of concept and customer acquisition. Can we run a pilot? Can we, can we find someone who's interested in, in getting involved? Uh, CI has been uh, an enormously helpful resource, but, but they're only one resource, and typically the resource of last resort. Uh, I would very much, very much welcome uh, a more robust and a more active uh, early stage funding uh, community mm -hmm. and to see ways in which uh, others can participate in this venture space uh, supporting uh, early stage ventures. 
So I, you know, that, that's very interesting that you say, you know, raising the capital is the is the is the issue because you know we've heard of some other people that it's like you know the capital's out there, it's just your idea is not good enough, or they don't believe you as the entrepreneur, or so forth. So, do you think the the reason that it's hard to get the capital is that the capital isn't here? There's not access to the people with the capital, or again, are the entrepreneurs just not ready? Are they not? Are you know? Can they not? Are they not the Mike Kuzas, the other, you know, the Marks that say, you know, I, I am the guy, I can make it happen, you can see that in, in me? So, you know, you you can't answer that question, you know, um, with a broad uh, sweeping generalization mm -hmm. because the question uh, is more appropriately directed to each of the unique circumstances of a particular venture, uh, its startup team, its entrepreneurial leader, mm -hmm. uh, and the nature of the type of ask uh, associated with capital. Uh, you know, big dollars, little dollars, targeted dollars, um, dollars for prototypes versus dollars for expansion. Mm -hmm. uh, even someone as talented and as fund-worthy as Mike Kakuza uh, faced an extraordinarily difficult uphill battle in Connecticut mm -hmm. finding funding. Oh, yeah. uh, and, you know, it, as I work behind the scenes to try to bring together the right kinds of folks and assemble the, the, the like-minded individuals who are in a position to assist uh, early stage ventures, uh, startup capital in Connecticut, risk capital, is an extraordinarily short supply. Uh, I liken it to the example that, you know, the difference between East Coast and West Coast entrepreneurs, right? the, the West Coast entrepreneur will take a flyer and throw money at almost anything. Good idea, bad idea, dumb idea, mm -hmm. with the, the premise that, you know, we're just going to start something and we're going to iterate and pivot, iterate and pivot until we finally stumble into something that, that makes actually money. makes some sense. <laughs> You know, Connecticut's Connecticut's venture community, uh, Connecticut's angel community, and and I say this in a in a in a in a spirit, uh, and and within a esprit de corps as a member of that community, is more like old money. Thank you for listening to CT Startup. More Connecticut startup news, information, and events can be found at ctstartup.com. The weekly episodes of this podcast can be downloaded from iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and ctstartup.com. Finally, we would like to thank both Sublime Exposure Online and Mirtha Kalima for providing resources and space to CT Startup, which make this show possible. See you next week.